Welcome to Million Dollar Agent. Guys, it's good to be back. We've had uh, three weeks where we've been off. Troy's been in um, uh, Los Angeles uh, auditioning for the next uh, uh, movie. (laughs) (laughs) I wish, I wish. (laughs) So, So, Troy, what were you doing? Was LA a holiday? Yeah, it was a holiday. It was a holiday. So I just uh, stayed on the West Coast and in California and went to Yosemite National Park and Palm Springs and, yeah, had a great time. Thank you for asking. Okay. So, so and John, um, you've been well. We haven't chatted for a few weeks now. <laughs> you haven't been well, actually. I've had this chest virus that seems to be running around, so excuse my spluttering, all, all listeners in advance. But, um, yeah, no, no, I, I, okay. Uh, looking forward to Eric. Uh, Troy and I had a little teleconference with Todd Duncan today. He wanted to get a really good update on the market, and I left. It's funny, I left the conversation. I immediately picked up the phone and rang Troy, and he was thinking the same thing. I said, my God, he is going to be sensational. He's just such a sales professional. Uh, Tom and I know, I know you've had a bit of exposure to him, but it was great to we had a forty-five minute call this morning was was really outstanding. So um, he'll be worth the price of admission alone, along with many others. Yeah, he was. Uh, Eric at the time. moment. <laughs> Eric at the moment uh, is. I mean, I can't get uh, over the amount of people in the last twenty-four hours. I think I think people generally do things four weeks before an event. They make up their mind. I think what's happened is they've come back from school holidays and I'm just getting lots of emails, messages, you know, um, text messages and various forms of communication. So, Troy, because you've got um, the, the the brochure maybe nearby, can I confirm yeah. it is June 1? Uh, June 2 and 3, but everyone will arrive on the 1st, so you're right. So yes. Sunday the 2nd and Monday the 3rd of June, same place, Gold Coast, uh, the convention center there, uh, which is pretty good. And uh, each day kicks off. First day kicks off at 8.30, second day kicks off at 8 a.m. So it's going to be very cool. It's going to be exciting. And uh, make sure you get there for the first session day one as well because it's Todd Duncan. And, John, I couldn't agree more. I think he was just phenomenal on that that uh, conversation we had just over Zoom before we mm. started recording this podcast. There's, there's a certain level of maturity and understanding just the way he was talking. You can see that he's got a lot of experience and um, there's a lot of kind of takeaways that people are going to get from hearing him over his two sessions. And, and I know, Tommy, one of the things you wanted to talk about today was the market because it's funny, mm-hmm. someone rang me yesterday and they said, John, I'd love to go, but I, I can't really afford it. And I've said, don't worry, I'll organise a payment plan, which we've done, because I just want people to get there, whether they can pay all at once or pay over the next six months doesn't worry me. But, um, you know, I said to him, if you can't afford it, man, you've got to get there. And and I think that was a little bit around the post, Tommy, that I actually did read it very early this morning briefly, and we're chatting about it. Tell me a bit, or just to maybe the listeners, that not everyone's read your post from overnight. What what was the essence of it? Because I think so, be- so, so, so- um, you know, John, I was, I was sitting, I was sitting, you know, when you, you get, you have a chance where you step away and I was sitting, I've come for a conference in Bali and I was sitting and I've got a few days spare. And when you've got silence, you're able to think a lot clearer. And I thought to myself, what am I actually seeing in real estate at the moment? And I just quickly in bullet point put it down. I'm seeing a lot of these small real estate offices living day to day propositions. Some of them are, I mean, I have real estate agents in my gym tell me some of their bosses haven't put their listings up on realestate.com because they haven't been able to keep their account going on REA and, you know, they're whinging about their super not being paid. I'm seeing anxiety and stress levels in agents 
at an all-time high. I'm seeing real estate agents that are doing part-time jobs, i.e. Uber or or even trying to do, you know, training events to try and get some income to subsidise their uh, their real estate um, income. I'm seeing real estate agents leave brands, leave real estate, maybe go to another brand. Then the other things I'm seeing, John, is social media. I mean, it's that's just a mismatch. I just can't get over the amount of estate agents that are posting content on there to impress other real estate agents, not focus more on their vendors, you know, potential vendors or buyers. I'm seeing a lot of real estate agents that sometimes over-exaggerate their figures, which is, it's not a, it's not a good thing because you're lying to yourself. You can go to realestate.com at the just sold section and you can really work out how many sales an agent is doing. Um, but at the same time, John and Troy, I am seeing some incredible stunning results, which is confusing because on one hand, you're seeing a lot of pain. On another hand, you're seeing someone like Shari do 230 sales a year in Geelong. I'm seeing people um, like even Tanay last night sent me, you know, he's up to 10, uh, 10 listing, seven sales in like um, a few days. I'm seeing um, I'm seeing lots of real estate agents all over the country improve their market share by, you know, 20%. You're seeing people in your own group that are doing, you know, massive numbers. So well, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what's really yeah. happening and what can you do about it? So, yeah, good, good, good point. And I think, Troy, this is pretty similar to what we spoke to Todd Duncan about this morning. I mean, you're right, Tom. I think that uh, we've, we've just opened an office in Ballarat and our, and our guys, Dan and Sean there, have just done 30 listings and nine sales in their first month, which included uh, Easter and Anzac Day. So you're right. The, 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 the results are there to be got. But he, here's the problem with this current market, and, and I just use that word loosely, the current situation. It's not the situation that's the problem. It's the excuse that it becomes for people that are not doing what they need to be doing. So, you know, you got Easter. Oh, well, it's going to be a bad week because of Easter. Oh, Anzac Day, everyone's going to go on holiday, so it'll be a bad month. Oh, well, you know, the, the news is saying the market's getting worse, so the market's getting worse. So there are so many potential excuses sitting out there for the industry right now. That's the danger because I think the chaos and, and, and the challenging things that you spoke about, Tommy, in your in your overnight email is the opportunity. Mm -hmm. That means people will get out of the industry. They are being distracted. The order takers are struggling. The people that are professional salespeople that have a nine out of 10 prospecting, listing and sale plan and competence. I mean, as Phil, Phil Harris said, you know, all you need is one or two hours of prospecting a day a nine out of 10 listing presentation and a plan to get every one of your listings sold in 30 days and you're one of the top 1% in the world. And that's about mm. true. And, and I'm not saying it's all all easy, but it is simple. And and most people out there, as I said to Todd Duncan this morning, that I ask, give me an honest assessment of your prospecting zero to 10. There are three out of 10. And then I say, what about listing? Well, six and a half. How about sales, marketing, negotiating? Oh, I'm better at that, seven. And, and I'm saying, well, imagine if you're a nine out of 10 in those three key areas every day, day in, day out, ex except for holidays. Imagine your market would be on fire all the time. And that is the problem that right now people that are fours and fives and threes and twos out of 10 are using the current environment to justify poor performance. So I think the chaos is the opportunity. You have to work hard and and 
quarantine out all the negative stuff because there's as much as you want to read and hear and as many negative people as you want to speak to. You've got to be focused on what is it going to take to get you a 9 out of 10 prospecting, listing and selling plan. And, of course, as I said to Todd this morning on the call, if you if you attended ARIC and it was your first day in real estate and you knew no other market and you sat there for two days and took notes and then you got the tapes and you listened to them and you listened to them and you built a plan and you practiced the dialogue, you could be earning a million dollars a year within two years, zero doubt irrespective of, I don't care if the market gets worse, better or sideways. But the problem is, <coughs> excuse me, people are using this as a justifying excuse for poor performance. So I know you do it a lot with your real estate, Jim, Tommy, and, and, and we do it internally. And, and obviously at ARIC, we try and spread it to the greater community. But you have to get out of this excuse-a-thon that's happening at the moment in the industry. The market is fine. If your property is well listed, appropriately priced, confidently marketed and handled in negotiation by an expert, it sells. So this is, I think this is the opportunity. The chaos is the opportunity. The market is fine, but you just got to stop making the excuses. Troy, have you got anything to add to that? No, and I think that's when it comes down to it, uh, John, you, you know, thinking bigger and that mindset and that belief is actually all you need to focus on. And I know that sounds... Um, repetitive of what we've said over many episodes in this podcast. But imagine what your business looks like if you did grow to a nine out of 10. You know, you just said the average is a three or four or five or six. What does it look like if across all those elements, you were a nine out of 10? Uh, you start to be in momentum and you start to have better, honest, crucial, bold conversation, as Todd Duncan was saying this morning on that call, uh, with many more clients. And I think that you're right. The chaos is the opportunity. And we've seen it over previous market cycles. Those that are focused on themselves, those that are focused on controlling what they can control are definitely reaping the benefits. Yeah, I mean, that was a good, good terminology. We often use the word, Tommy, you know, com tough conversations or real conversations. And he just said, you know, the experts are having bold conversations. And if you have the bold conversation, you get the, you get the listing, you get the sale, um, and it's all good. But so many people have gone into their shell. They're afraid to have conversations. They're embarrassed they haven't sold the property. They're not managing communication. They're not managing expectation. And this is the problem. So if you're listening to this now, draw a line in the sand. Just whatever you thought the market was before this podcast, forget that because the market is fine. Just believe it for today and tomorrow and the next day and you'll start seeing it changes. Go to every listing expecting you're going to sell the listing. Turn up to every listing. Uh, sorry, go to every every appointment. Turn up to every listing expecting you're going to get it. And when the vendor says, oh, geez, I'm reading a lot of bad stuff, uh, Troy, about the market, you say, you know, Troy, really the market is fine. If we price it right, if we have a confident marketing approach, and, and if I do my job, which I intend to do, we are going to get you a great result in a short period of time. That's what people want to hear and feel from an agent, whereas most agents are going out there and they're, they're not portraying that. So I think, you know, short and sharp, it's not the market. It's what are you doing inside the market? Tommy, any thoughts? Yeah, look, I think uh, I can't help uh, a conversation I had with a gym member said, Tom, the only people that are really struggling in my office at the moment are the ones that can't master the four conversations. I said, what are the four conversations? He said, if you can do these four conversations, you will actually do better in this market. So let me just go through the four. The first one is 
the pre-list conversation. If you've got a really good conversation, when someone contacts you, that you set up the listing. The second one is if you've got a good conversation, John and Troy, to list a property and leave the door open for a price adjustment, give people hope but not lie. So you've got a list will. The third conversation is, as Troy uses the term, an expectations conversation. So these are, so far I've talked about three bold conversations. And the fourth one is throughout the process to be able to tell vendors what they need to hear, not what they'd like to hear. So it appears that real estate agents that can have these bold conversations. I love that term. I think we should use it more that, that Todd you, um, Duncan talks about is I think those agents are, are, are flourishing. I think the ones that are struggling is if you can't have those kinds of conversations, I think life is is hard. So um, I'm really, look, by the way, is Todd, while it's fresh in my mind, is Todd speaking once or I'm sure it was twice. twice yeah, I've got him twice. Yeah, got two sessions and, and I just I did that, and I, and I did that with Tom Ferry, as you remember, Tommy, when we were doing, and you and I sat down and, and looked at the program. It's because I know he's I know he could actually speak for two days. That's the travesty of it all. But I thought, well, at least if we get two decent keynote sessions, that'll be a great foundation. And also talking about the uh, conversations, and I love that. I just wrote that down as you were speaking. I've never heard it put like that. That's brilliant. Scott Dutton, um, who is also probably a new name to many of the industry. He talks about how do you have these real tough live conversations without shying away from them, without being intimidated, without having to feel like a bully. So he is an expert on on managing, you know, what one might call, you know, bold conversations. So between Todd and I think Scott, there's going to be some great coaching there. So, you know, ho- hopefully get, get, get your act there. And as I said before, if you've got a cash flow problem, email me, email Tom, email Troy. We'll get you there, but don't miss the opportunity to see 20-odd of the best speakers in the, on the planet at the moment around, about our industry. It's just too valuable. Okay. John, Troy, it is great to be back. We will give you an absolute commitment and assurance. We're going to be back with you next week talking about another hot topic, um, hopefully um, solving problems for, for the industry. And if not, at least we just talk to each other. <laughs> um, I mean, so, before, before we go, and, and this is a genuine question, Tigers, what are they doing? I haven't, I haven't been close enough. They've had okay. a couple of wins, I think. They've had a couple of wins. Yeah, well, John, I've had a a, um, a, a mate of mine um, text me while I've, I'm I'm not in Sydney, and he said, "Mate, are you coming to watch the Roosters Tigers game on Saturday night?" He goes, "I've got a ticket with you. It'd be great catch up for dinner." And I said, "Mate, I can't make it." And he replies back, "You're not a real Tigers supporter." I replied back. I only go to Tigers if they've won two in a row. And he replied back, well, you won't be going to a game till 2023, mate. <laughs> so, I love that. Uh, <laughs> right. So the, the, the Tigers can't – the Tigers, they, they haven't been able to win two in a row, but I will say this. And I know, John, you've had exposure to uh, Maguire as a coach in your role at South as a, as a board member. But I do like Maguire. It appears from what you hear in the media that he really um, – Really pushes the button on fitness, and he and he really makes the, the the players train really hard to the point where I think some of them complain that they've never you know trained that hard in their life. But their defense has been good. They had a hiccup against Parramatta. What do I think? I think the Tigers will 
uh, and Troy, we've got this on on we're re- re- recording it, so I've got to, I've got can't say anything too outlandish like top. I think they'll be in the top eight. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Well, we're what we're seven rounds in, and they're sitting in seventh. Uh, the rabbits, rabbits so, are in so, third, so, and uh, the roosters are on top. We can always say, Tommy, it's another rebuilding year, can't we? <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Good to speak to you. All right, guys. Look forward to Thanks, Thanks, Tommy. See you, See you next week. week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.